0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.
1: Hello, everyone. Takaho. Selamat datang. Konnichiwa. Hola.
0: 안녕하세요. Assalamualaikum.
1: Thank you, ora. Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz. Come
2: back, come back to me. Come back, come back to me then. There were carcasses everywhere, dead dream in a field with his heart to the sky, dead dream on a hill, glow gone from her eyes. Then there were skeletons everywhere, draped in the lace of sleep. We made a bone wasteland, a forgotten fantasy for logic to feast on. Vultures descended from still trees. The coin counters with calculations, the merchants with twitchy fingers, the chiefs with gasping gullets, said now we build this city of bone, now we build this city of bone, now we build this city of bone. bone." They collected all the clavicles and craniums They gathered all the sternums and ribs Brought in baskets like gifts To a great grinding machine For a dreamless concrete place This bone city rattles This bone city hums This bone city asks Come back, come back to me 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 All my dreams I call you Back into my skin All my visions I call Return to me within Come back, come back to me Come back, come back to me Come back, come back to me Come back, come back back. to me vultures will tell you it is natural not to dream we'll say castles are built with control vultures will tell you to measure each step we'll have you forget to see with your eyes closed this bone city with magic machines This bone city with ticking hands, polished floors. This bone city calls back the flesh of life, reaches across the space between breaths. I am calling now a voice from the rainbow. Bring back the meat onto these bones, drum this heart into pulsing, clothe these sockets with seeing. If you forgot your dreams, you will remember. If you cannot see, your visions will be brighter than stars This city will not continue sleeping in darkness It will rise, lit with a glow of ageless wisdom It will sing This city will dream again This city will dream again Will dream again
1: And you are listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM. Hello everyone, welcome to Connecting Cultures Features, a show by Foreign and about the multicultural people of Dunedin and New Zealand. So today we have Arundita Emmanuel, a slam poet and artist from Singapore. So Arundita has won the first place in the New Zealand Young Writers Festival Otago Slam Poetry last month. And'll be representing Otago at the National Slam Poetry in Auckland, and um, I was there recording the event so I'm really happy to see Arrendita here today um, to talk about everything she does
3: basically Kiora Kiora um, so just a little correction there that I will not be um, going to Auckland for the final slam oh. um, Unfortunately, yeah, because um, I'm going back to Asia to visit my family, Um, and I had hoped that I would be able to figure out a way to come back for it, but there's simply no way. Um, and it's not possible for me to do it via, um, online kind of screening. I had hoped that maybe they could stream me in or something, um, but they can't. So I have to forfeit my place, um, in, in the slam um but yeah oh so that's
1: news for us yeah
3: yeah yeah well I still won yay yeah you did
1: (laughs) and I'm so happy that you're here so we can still talk about you winning
2: before this yeah yeah
1: um so Arendita can you share with us you know self-introduction for our listeners
3: um so I am a, a person born in Singapore Uh, And I've lived in Aotearoa for coming to three years um,
4: in March.
3: But I'm going to live here for the foreseeable future because my life is here. um, My partner is here. My dog is here. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's Um, here. And before I moved here, I was working in Singapore as very much a Performance professional, um, so I did a lot of work um, in poetry, in music. Um, I also did a lot of work um, hosting, and um, I did some television stuff and teaching. Um, so many, many different things that I was doing in the in the creative arts and. And then when I moved here, I, it, first of all, COVID happened immediately. <laughs> mm,
1: so you came um, in 2020?
3: I came in 2020, is it? Yeah, must have been. Yeah, 2020. Um, it came in 2020. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what <laughs> <happens>. I don't <laughs> even know the years anymore. <laughs> my, yeah, yeah, yeah. My sense of time has completely dissolved. Um but yeah, that's oh, was it twenty twenty or twenty nineteen? I can't really tell. It was like right before they closed the gates for COVID. Yeah, um, right before. Yeah, so would have been twenty twenty. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's when that's when I got here, and and then you know everything shut down, um, and so I did a lot of online work at first, and then it slowly like slowly dried up because i was away from singapore and so i started to feel like i had to build a foundation in new zealand but it's taken me um some time you know to get out there so Mm. actually me driving to the otago slam i had to drive three and a half hours to dunedin (laughs) to participate from where i live in hawaii um that was me that was like my coming out party yeah (laughs)
0: I am so happy
1: you were there though. Otherwise, I wouldn't have met you and like um you're from Singapore and I feel quite close to that since I'm from Malaysia, you know.
3: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that as well whenever like especially cuz the town that I live in um Hauia, Wanaka um it's it's um there's not loads of diversity here. Mm. So I often do feel a bit like lonely or separate from my my um cultural familiarity Mm. so it's good to good to get into a place that's more diverse and also be connected to more people from southeast asia that are within new zealand yeah i really appreciate it too
1: Mm. yeah um so why did you choose to come to new zealand um because i fell in love with that boy (laughs) oh okay so you (laughs) um so you knew a you met your partner through like online I met or him, yeah
3: ah uh, okay um I came here with my band Mantra Vine um, in twenty seventeen eighteen ah. to play at a music festival Ooh. and I met my partner and we were like <laughs> and then um I did long distance for two years um, and we both kind of like would travel and meet in different places. And and then at some point, um, I decided to just go for it and change country. And it was also because I needed a, a shift from Singapore, I was starting to feel a bit, um, a bit drained um, in this constant cycle of working. And it was, it was a surprise, you know, because I had um, always wanted my whole life to be like a professional performer or to be like a like an artist who was making their living by creating art or by being um, employed in the arts industry or by being an independent artist. And so I was finally doing it, but I was just so drained and just Mm -hmm. constantly working and always had a new deadline and always feeling like I was rushing from thing to thing to thing. And it it just um, seemed like I needed to reprioritize and change my... Surroundings, so coming here was the perfect way to do it as well to Mm -hmm. start a new chapter with
4: my with my man.
1: (laughs) I love that. Do you think it's like the um, Singapore work culture that created that um, situation for you?
3: Yeah, I think it is industry um, in general, and it's also the fact that um, there's not a lot of budget in a lot of arts Mm. um and also when you're an artist I think it's really common to to feel like if you get the work you should you should take it like this is something that I really struggled with for a long time Mm. and and I I don't I don't really think I struggle with it anymore Mm. but in the past it was very much like if someone offered me a job I would be like yes, I should take it because this is creative work, yeah. Mm. Um, And so it was a real combination of factors, but I would definitely agree that Singapore is a very busy place Mm. Um, and I just ended up being a product of my environment in many ways, for Mm. sure.
1: And in terms of culture, um, what is it like to be from Singapore growing up there?
3: Um... Yeah, it's it's interesting because Singapore is a very multicultural place, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's if you if you go to Singapore and you walk on the streets of Singapore, you'll see all sorts of people from all around the world, but also like um all around Asia. So Singapore has a really like diverse mix of people who have Chinese origin, people who have um Malay origin, people who have Indian origin. Um, People who have Filipino origin, Indonesian origin, and more and more people from the Western world also migrate to Singapore and live there quite permanently these days as well. And so it's just a big melting pot. Um, And yet, if you are in a local school system or in a local system of education, um, it's mostly dominated by people of Chinese origin. So those are the majority of the population. And they're also the majority of the population that seem to get out in the world. Um, Mm. Like whenever I meet Singaporeans here um, in, in New Zealand, often they are Um, of Chinese origin and it's because maybe they have more financial resources to travel I'm not really sure I can't say Um, that's just my theory Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know the minorities always struggle wherever you go Um, but yeah like so it was it was an interesting process for me because I always felt quite other I always felt quite alien. Um, I mean, besides the fact that I've always been quite creative and um, different in my perspectives and approach um, to anything, um, at the same time, I always wanted to be accepted and loved and to fit in. And so it's been this eternal kind of struggle for me, you know, Mm. to to really honour being who I am and to really own that and to... Not care that I am so different, and that when I tell a Singaporean that I am Singaporean, they always go, huh? You know, <laughs> like, like my, I, I used to feel like my own people don't recognize me, but it's actually because um, I'm not from any one place, I don't belong in any one place, and the faster that I just accept and embody this the easier it is for me. Um, So, yeah, it's been a journey. (laughs) Mm.
1: And I think you share this journey very well in your poems because I've heard you, um, you know, do your poetry readings at the Slam. Um, So I do want us to talk about your journey as a poet, you know, when that started.
3: Yeah, Um, so I've been writing poems since I was a kid. Um, It was just something that I just started doing I don't know how and why but I just wanted to do it and so I did it and it was a way that I expressed myself it's a way that I dealt with my emotions it's a way that I felt um worthy um it's a way that I felt um creative yeah and and then at some point I got into some trouble. Um, I got into um, some trouble when I was a teenager and I had to spend some time in, um, in a system. And then uh, when I was there, I wasn't really allowed to write because, um, you know, pens were weapons and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I could just feel all of these words like building building inside of me. Uh, and and I really started to understand when I couldn't write, when it was taken away from me, when my freedom was limited in my capacity to be a writer, um, then I really understood how much it meant to me. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I was free and able to write again, I just was writing constantly and And then I went back to school um to finish my education because I had dropped out and and my life was kind of a mess, you know, like as a teenager i'd I'd really yeah um, yeah, it was a struggle when i was when I was younger, and so I went back to school and I was like okay i'm gonna get i'm gonna get everything in order um and one of my teachers was like have you ever heard of poetry slam? So this time I was 21, Mm -hmm. um, and I was in college and, and, um, I went to my first slam workshop, like how to write a slam poem and I wrote it and I performed it at this, um, poetry slam in my college. And I tied for first place with this girl, um, that i have lost contact with but she's still awesome i'm sure um and the rest is history you know i just kept writing i just kept doing it yeah because it was like actually the perfect way to bring those two things together like because i was a theater student um i wanted to be an actor i wanted to perform but also like writing was such a deeply embedded part of who I was as a way to express and to be, um, and to heal. Mm. So put those things together and you get spoken word. And so it's just something that comes very naturally to me. And it's the perfect meeting of all of the ways that I express
4: who I am. Yeah.
1: Um firstly thank you so much for sharing that um story of like cuz um you're on Wikipedia so you know it's <laughs> easy to know more about you um as well and um to hear you talk about um you know being in prison and how that was like being stripped out of your uh freedom and not being able to write that was like the moment you felt like um you know you need to write more now since you there was like um, some time in your life when you couldn't um, hold your pen um, that must yeah. be really hard for you
3: yeah I mean it was a very long time ago now but I was just having um, lunch with a sister and 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 I was telling her like I think there's still so many layers of it that I'm still healing actually yeah. you know still so many layers of it because I was just 19 and it was a really deep trauma and I'm still learning all the ways that it affected me and who I am and yet it's not my story. It's not, it's not, it doesn't make me who I am either. Mm. I mean, I don't have a record because I was so young and it was a drug sentence and they just dissolved that. Um, So you know there are many ways that i have talked about it in the past and there's also many ways that i feel like i'm done talking about it mm. but also um it's there it it happened and it and it did make me who i am in so many ways mm. um because once you realize what it is like to not be free once you understand what it is to not speak, to not sing, to not dance whenever you feel like it is, it is inevitable that you change your value system around those things, Mm. that you understand how important it is that we have to be free.
4: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, like it's so good that you share that through your poetry uh, for everyone else to uh, listen and hear um, those spoken words um, that you write that's amazing and I do want to talk about other life experiences that made you grow
3: yeah yeah sure Um, well I mean besides the fact that that after I I started just kind of like writing and I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing this. And I just kept performing and, and then I started to sing as well. And I would say that lots of the experiences that help have helped me grow have been my experiences on stage. Um, So I've done work in many different parts of the world. um, And I've played with my band in different countries as well. Um, And every time that I am on stage, I remember a part of myself that I lost. And I remember who I am again because I'm doing it for me and I'm doing it for everyone else as well. Um, And so I would say that being on stage helps me to grow. Um, And it also helps other people to grow because they remember who they are as well. Sometimes when they hear me because that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then there's also like, even after I started performing, there was a, uh, an event where, where my mother got sick. Um, and then a year later, she, she passed on. Um, and that was also a really, really deep experience for me um, because I, loved my mother, as we all do in our own way, no matter what relationships we have had with them. Um, And it, it actually is what kind of propelled me on the path of merging all of these realms of expression and creativity and a deep spiritual nature that I have now. Um, my connection to God or the universe or whatever it is that you would like to to express that as like it comes from me really healing from the loss of of my mother and discovering that I am my own mother and that the universe is my mother and that God is my mother Um, and so it's been uh, deeply transformative to also understand how death and life are always in a cycle, and that even though my mother died, so many new things were born within me, like my capacity to 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 be free in a whole new way, my capacity to be my own mother, my capacity to be a mother to others who need it whenever they are. Wanting someone to support them or to hold them, yeah mm,
1: that that <laughs> is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. um You mentioned some countries you've um been to. did you actually live in any of them besides when you came to New Zealand?
3: um I lived in Australia for a while, mm. so after I finished my college uh, in Singapore. I did university in Brisbane in Australia so I lived there for about a year and a half um and uh besides that I've just done some travel yeah I did live I did live in a village in Nepal for uh for a while and that was a really beautiful process as well I lived in uh in a little town called Mafa which is um up in the mountain ranges of Nepal. Uh, And I created my first one-woman show there. It was an arts residency program by the MAFA Foundation. And, um, And that was also a really, really deeply transformative process, living in Nepal or going to Nepal, because I had always wanted to go there. And I feel that the reason why I wanted to go there is because it had something for me. And so I'm going to say to all listeners, um, (laughs) if you feel drawn to going someplace and you don't know why, trust it, because your soul is leading you there, because there's something that you must discover there that will help you to remember who you are. Um, Yeah, one day I will go back. Mm. But the world is so large.
1: (laughs) Is there any more places in your wishes that you like to visit?
3: Egypt Mm. yeah I feel really strongly drawn to Egypt and I have for quite some time I've been been wanting to go to Egypt for years now Um, but I know I'll go when the time is right Um, uh, somewhere like um, Morocco Mm. yeah I'm really drawn to Morocco Turkey um, South Africa um, West Africa yeah
1: Mm, so we
3: really don't know where you'll
1: go next (laughs) no
3: yeah I mean I I don't know where I'll go next but the the world is large and and I've got time you know so Mm. yeah we'll see how it goes Mm. at the moment I'm still just building the foundation of my life in New Zealand and I'm about to go back to Singapore and um, Thailand for a while to to do some shows. I think we've got like quite a few shows lined up with my band. We're playing at a festival called Wonderfruit as well in Thailand mm-hmm. at the end of the year. So that's my next thing is to just get back to performing because I've just not done it since I moved to New Zealand and actually it's another thing that I'm really here to do. So
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to ask what's one thing you're looking forward to in the future um is there anything else besides that
3: oh my sister's having a baby (gasps) oh you're gonna be an auntie yeah (laughs) Yeah, i'm gonna be an auntie my first um niece slash nephew so i'm really excited about that as Mm, well it's gonna be so good
1: Yeah. yeah um i've had uh, family members who I've never met yet like the babies in Malaysia so I know that feeling like oh yeah I'm just so excited to see them yeah um I also wonder if we can talk about mental health and well-being because you cover a lot around that um in your poems as well so how are ways do you take care of your mental health and well-being
3: mm. So I would say that I have been on a journey of transformation for almost a decade now. Um 9 years. Yeah, 9 9 years uh since my mom passed. And and so it's been a whole process of really like shedding layers. Um and so the first layers uh, were very much helped along by my creative processes so creating things has always been really helpful for me to to process things and to and to move things and to get that story or that energy or that confusion or that anger or that doubt or that sadness or that whatever out of my body mm-hmm. like just sharing it through some type of creative form has always been really beneficial for me. And it's always something that I encourage people to do when I work with them. Um, So that's a big one. But then eventually I began a process or a practice of meditation. So I meditate very regularly. Um, And what that basically means is that I just, sit with myself and I sit with God and I sit with the universe and I sit with my thoughts and I sit with my emotions, and I just allow them to show themselves to me. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to try to reach for anything. I don't have to pursue anything. I just have to sit and receive. And so I do that every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I also move every day, so I move by put some music on, and I move my body, and it helps me to to release anything that is stuck. It helps me to shift any blockages, any pain, um, any confusion as well. Um, and I also would say that um, my Creative practice as a coach has also really, really helped me to heal. It's been one of the biggest portals for transformation um, and mental wellness that I have experienced is to learn how to be a space holder, to Mm -hmm. hold space for others, um, to be able to share the wisdom that I have been given, to be able to um pass on my knowledge to be able to pass on my tools um all of these things have really helped me um because it has given me meaning in my life Hmm. it's given me a purpose it's given me a reason to continue growing is because i'm not just growing for myself i'm growing for my clients I'm growing for everyone else who exists on this planet because we're all connected and we all come from the same place. So when I grow, we all grow. Mm. Yeah.
1: Um, I love the concept of meaning of life and you're a very spiritual person. Um, what do you think is your life meaning?
3: Um I mean, lots of people say this, but I really feel like your life is what you make of it, right? Like you decide, like everyone can decide at any one point of time what the meaning of their life is. And so for me, my meaning comes from the ways that I create. My meaning comes from all the ways that I share my meaning comes from all the ways that I enjoy my life. I think for a really long time, I felt that life meaning and purpose, it was so like heavy, you know, mm-hmm. it was so like serious, mm-hmm. so intense. Um, <laughs> work, work, work. Yeah, <laughs> money, yeah, money, yeah. Money. Yeah. And, yeah. And now I'm just like, I just want to love And I just want to have fun and I just want to share my gifts and I just want to do what feels good to me when I feel like it, you know, like I don't want to have to pick any one thing or do any one thing because I feel like I'm supposed to, Mm -hmm. I just want to be. And yet when I was reflecting recently on what is my single purpose? Because I'm reading this book called The Law of Success by mm-hmm. Napoleon Hill. He's like, he was born in the 1883 or something. <laughs> um, and he wrote this like crazy book. He's written some really good stuff around um, success and wealth and freedom to be uh, a person who contributes to society. Um, he brings up this idea of like a single mission what's your like one mission what is your single mission and I really had to like reflect I was like what is my mission and actually if I'm um, completely honest I have one you know Mm -hmm. I do I do so after everything that I said I still know I have this one mission and it is to share my voice
1: yeah, that that sounds so much um, as something you do already, and yeah. um, something you work towards, which is amazing. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna ask what what is one advice you live with um, that you probably read from or someone has told you that you still remember till today?
3: Uh, write what you know. Oh. yeah what yeah um what was the story
1: behind that
3: it's like oh this is like old writer advice this is like Ah. one of the first pieces of advice that I received as a writer as a spoken word poet as yeah as a creative when I was learning how to write like professionally and to share my work Mm -hmm. it was write what you know and And I think um, we can interpret that so many ways. But for me, um, it is like own your freaking story, you know, Mm -hmm. like and also not just own your freaking story, but like write from the heart, share from the heart be from the heart like knowing is not about the mind it's Mm. about here it's about you can feel it so deeply that you have to speak it that you have to write it that you have to share it that it moves you and if it moves you it will move others Mm. and that's what it's all about for me Mm. yeah
1: that is yeah that is the best advice for writers and actually not for writers anyone um, just anyone in general who is um doing anything in the space where they are uh sharing something you know to mm-hmm. um share what you know and write what you know or do what you know hmm.
4: yeah
1: um I didn't check with you earlier, but I was wondering if you could read some of your favorite poems that you know um you think would be good for the show
3: <laughs> mm. all right well i could I could share one of the
4: poems that I performed at the slab,
1: yeah, yeah, really enjoyed all three of them so any yeah of okay be good.
3: well, I feel like since I've gone like quite deeply into the personal journey stuff i'll I'll perform the um i'll perform Muru. Mm, yeah love that one yeah um so muru is uh is a word that kind of just came to me like i just started feeling it and and hearing it and singing it um and i started to look for a meaning and google it i looked like across all kinds of different languages i was like what is this word where is mm. it coming from and there is a word in tereo um which is muru um but it's a different word it was not that word and there's a word in Um, Sanskrit, there's a word in um, all sorts of different languages. But then I found the jackpot when I looked at this name website and it said pioneer. And this is what it means to me. Like, um, muru is one who takes a chance on being who they came to be. Mm. It's
1: so interesting because when you perform this at the slam poetry, no one knew what it meant, but it but they feel it, you know. Yeah, ah, yeah. That's how I felt. So it's yeah. nice knowing um your explanation to that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. T- All right. Take the space. You ready?
5: Muru mm. travel across the crashing waves, boat. Rocking like a cradle, birth of a new civilization. Muru, we are the ancient ones, materialized from far away. You and I, we are another place. Muru, muru. Moro, 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 moro.
4: Mountain carved into woman of earth. Crystals form at these hardened feet. I am, roots tapped in, grounded within wisdom. Beamed from the core of the mother, fashioned from the starlight of father. The land sings songlines through me, I am memory. Cave drawings of the ancestors, the first yawning more of a sun sphere, shattering darkness with brilliance, the last supper of all old ways of being, eternal, like you, eternal, like me. This body... This house of flesh and bone, ornamented with the art of lifetimes, annotations of all universes, soul atlas of all cells, cosmos clothed in skin, I have walked with these feet to return to the home of me, every wall built upon the back of a bloodline of love and longing, pain, and pleasure, all emotion converging to make this. Murru,
5: I came from far away, so I could remember what I came to be.
4: I came to be yeah, in an incubation chamber, stitched up diaphragmatic hernia, baby fists writhing, longing for the womb on the other side of a plastic shell. I came to be in a concrete box, nervous system shot, sculptures of fear as we hear our father rage into the body of our mother in the next room. I came to be in a prison cell, teenage dirtbag, locked away for being the wrong place, the wrong time, the right demographic, the right family distortions. I came to be watching my mother die as my sister and I chose to lie across her slowly rattling chest. Each second, an infinity of pain, I came to be again and again. Ancient and human, woman and child, tripping to the truth of my past and future, I came to be here, and so did you. Moru,
5: we are the ancient ones, materialized from far away. You and I, we are another play. Came
1: to be here. That is so beautiful. And now that I've heard your story, I understood the poem more than I heard it the first time.
4: Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm. I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you so
1: much, Arundita, for being here today to share your journey. And I'm just really happy that I met you, you know, even though um you won't be at the National Stamp Poetry in Auckland, but at least you were there and you met so many people and made connections, you know?
3: Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. I'm really glad. It was like a pilgrimage for me. It was really cool. Yeah, and um, I'll be back in New Zealand and I just
4: got to keep getting out there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how long you've been in Singapore? Three and a half months, yeah. I think that's a really good... um, Lang, especially since you haven't been home for three years
3: <laughs> yeah it's a good length and just enough time to to really have the space to to settle in with my family and my friends again and then come back here and continue my mahi mm. yeah.
4: thank
1: you so much and always be in touch if there's anything else going on in the future and um i wish you all the best for everything thank you do thank you thank mm. you so much Aaron. Thanks for listening to Connecting Cultures features on RFM. Kaho! <laughs> datang. Konnichiwa! Hola!
0: 안녕하세요. Assalamu alaikum!
1: And Kiora! Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz.
2: So you don't have to Let your mind do the walking So you don't have to think Sometimes it's better To put those thoughts aside Sometimes it's nicer Just dance and 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 just dance. dance. Just die and 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 just die. And just dance, and just dance, and just dance Put those thoughts aside Just die and just die. Put those thoughts aside and free your mind. And just die and just die and just die. Just die.